Hey, welcome to You Never Know Who You're Inspiring Podcast with Tim Ellis and Paul Napoli. Paul, and what's this, up, man? The, man, I'm excited for this week. So we have a couple awesome people on here with us this week. And uh, we got Miss Erica. That's how Hello. she wanted to be introduced. Erica. And then Marianne Hansen is joining us this week, man. I'm excited Hello. for this. Yeah, we got a good, uh, some good topics for you guys this week. We are getting into coronavirus and we're also talking about uh, a follow-up on our food journaling. We're discussing some hair situations going on out there. It's going to be a fun show, so stick around and enjoy. All right, here we go. Paul, what is up, man? Not much. How, how's life for you today? It is all right. It's all right. I got to tell you, man, I think it's appropriate that this week, our pre we always start the show with some sort of appreciation. And this week, I got to tell you, man, Five Star Nation has been crushing it through all of this um, coronavirus situation that we're all dealing with, staying at home. And the Zoom classes have been on fire. Our instructors have been killing it. Um, what do you what do you what do you think? What do you got? I, it's incredible. So to be put in this position, so we all know like and this is part of I'll be honest, like this is part of what we talk about on the normal is how working out at home just isn't the same. So like if we were if we had the studio right now and somebody was talking to me about working out and how they try to do it at home but they can't do it, I have that conversation all the time with people that working out at home is not the same. We have done with you guys, with the instructors, from the karate classes to the fitness classes, um, the entry level fight team classes, you have taken five star and put it online. Like the energies out of this world, the students, there was a class uh, the other day, there was like 30 advanced students, 30 or 40 advanced students in one Zoom class. I mean, it's just incredible. So you're right, man. Shout out to everybody who's who's not letting this slow you down. So for, like you said, the instructors, the students, we have so many choices and I hear it still. Like I get messages on the daily people talking about how hard it is to work out at home. And on the flip side, I get the other messages where people message like, wow, you guys are bringing the energy. So it's incredible. The people who are not using this as an excuse. So I think you nailed it, man. Five Star Nation is absolutely killing it. We appreciate you all. Dude, so how do you like teaching? Into you know, a, huh? I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I did not, I didn't think I was going to like it. I really thought I wasn't going to like it. I love it. I, I don't know about you guys, and you might have a totally different answer. <laughs> cool, man. I flipping love it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I prep, I get ready. Like 10 minutes before class starts, I throw the Zoom on, get the music going, try to get in the zone. And like for an hour or whatever it is, my, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, I don't think about anything except for delivering the best class I can. So I'll tell you, when I teach, whether it's on Zoom or on the mats or in the spin boxing room, when I teach, I teach every single class. Like if I give a bad class, you're going to quit. That's where my head's at. Every time I teach, that's what I think about. I did not think that that mentality would be able to transfer over to what we're doing online. I think every time I'm like, I'm going to deliver the best class I can because if I don't, you're not going to want to come back. My goal hey. is to make it so you never want to leave. Erica. Yes. 
What's up? How do you, how, how have the classes been for you teaching from an instructor side? I love it. At first I was a little nervous because I have to keep moving the whole entire time, not the whole time, but I have to demonstrate it because it's being recorded. So if someone's watching it later, they have to know what the heck I'm talking about. Cause I add, you know, funky things in there, Superman push-ups, gorillas, monkeys, whatever they're like, you know, but I burn more calories doing this than I did at the studio. Demonstrating and yelling. Demonstrating, yelling, getting at my computer screen, looking at my cute self. And honestly, I like listening and watching the recorded ones of me so I can see like what I can work on or how, how I crushed it because it makes me laugh. I watch Paul's. I watch yours. <laughs> I'm a disaster. No, you are not. You are a good-looking I, man. And the ladies love you. <laughs> I love I you too. I am a exactly. hot freaking mess, man. I'm look. First of all, I can never get my computer to work right. Yeah. The mu- I can't. I can't tell if people can hear me. You gotta uh, ask them. <laughs> no, I do. I ask them. Everybody's like, you thumbs up, but I just. It just feels weird for me. I love doing the class. Don't get me wrong. I love doing the class. But I just, I miss being around the people. Right. The I miss being, I miss that so them. much. You know, I miss running around right. the studio and just like pushing them a little harder because I'm not, you know, just screaming at a screen, mm-hmm. telling them in their little square on my screen, go a little, you know, you're doing great. I like getting right. in their face, right? We're in right. punching the bags. So I miss that, but we're working through it, man. And that's what I mean. Five Star Nation is just freaking crushing it. And, um, you know, I took Jim's class the other night, the elf class and my shoulders, I could barely lift mm-hmm. my arms the next day. It was, his, cla- it's his just, classes are amazing. Yeah. They're really good. And combinations, he posted them before and I, I was wowed by it. I was, yeah. I screwed every one of them up. <laughs> that's why I didn't take the class. When I, I knew when, I was going to. He kept, it was funny in the class. He kept like, okay, everybody, but Tim, Tim, this is the combination we're doing. He kept correcting me. I'm like, oh my gosh, is it that obvious? I'm blowing it. Mary, um, you took, I saw you taking a class the other day and God bless you, man. Coming off coronavirus, um, jumping into one of these online classes. You know what? I have no excuse. Well, I really liked taking the online class. For a lot of reasons. For one, I can get to one that I normally can't get to because I can get home that quick and log on. And Paul, I don't know if you noticed because I log on and I leave you sitting on my counter so I can't back out. I have noticed, yes. I have noticed. <laughs> and then, you know, it's so fun. You kick your couch, you fall to the floor, Paul calls you out. Right. <laughs> it's all true. He called me out today. Yeah. Yeah, he calls me all the time. I My- want him to call me. Yeah, though. my dog. Mornings, I'm gonna wake up early and take the six o'clock. <laughs> you up tomorrow. I can get up and take it and not have to worry exactly. about rushing around. No excuses. I'm telling well, you, my dog knows when I'm trying to do something in rhythm. When I'm like knee mm-hmm. step, knee step, my dog either starts losing her mind, barking at some other dog out the window, or she legit jumps right behind my feet to where like I'm like knee step. Yep. Shoot, there's a dog right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna fall over, but uh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. The hard part, the hardest part for me is you can feel the energy of a class. So like no matter what, when you're teaching at five star, you can feel, I killed that class. I crushed it. Or you can feel like, damn, like I thought that was mm-hmm. going to be a good class. I didn't bring it. 
you can't feel that part of it through yep. the screen. Right. See, um, I feel like taking it, I can feel that. Can you feel it? That's phenomenal. I felt like the few classes I've done, I'm like, wow, I feel really good after that. Like yeah. I'm sweating. And yeah, if I turn on a TV, like a beach body workout or something, halfway through, I sit down, I quit, I give up. But there's something about it being live. Love it. All right. You got to be held accountable. If you vanish, it's going to be pretty good. Right. As the yeah. instructor, when someone rolls their eyes at you, you don't know if it's good or if it's bad. Right. I right. just go with it. It's, it's good. Okay. And I yeah. tell them to push good. harder. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good <laughs> hand gestures going on out there. Absolutely. <laughs> When they're doing those standing mountain climbers, I know that middle finger is coming up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. And or it's funny when you're teaching. The card deck, what is that? So many burpees with the card deck. I don't know. Lots of hearts. I think you're counting hearts. Exactly. I don't know. I'm calling in the cameras. Yeah, shouldn't hearts be like the easy, like, oh, this is a loving exercise. No, but right. freaking burpees. burpees every time. Helps yeah. But the hand gestures, you know what's the best part <laughs> yeah. about the hand gestures is Everybody's supposed to be doing one exercise. So when one person stops doing that exercise, they stick out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So first it catches the instructor's eye and then they're throwing the, the hand gestures and uh, telling us how much they love us. So it sticks. We, we see it every single time, every time. That. But I take it as a compliment as well. I'm like, okay, they're working hard. That's, mm -hmm. that's huge. Huge shout out to Mr. T, man. He is yes. killing it on the karate side. He is. Um, the kids are loving it. Um, I've heard nothing but great feedback there. So yes. Mike T crushing it man good job keep yeah. going you guys are awesome yep alex oh. farley too with those little dragons that's right I watched alex. Some of his classes. <laughs> i watched one the other day i was going through and, and cutting out the recordings and one of the little kids i mean they're like what three to five years old one of the little kids right before he's like all right you know bye alex say bye to everybody and this cute little like four-year-old she's like i love you mr alex <laughs> Like, like hit you right in the heart. And I was like, right. oh, he's like I love you too. End meeting. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm do, just kidding. It was do you like want that. us to do that for you? Could you guys? Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. Great. When I'm like That's air true. high-fiving, I want to hear a lot of, I love you. Sensei. I love you. <laughs> There's no mingling. I love you. Hand gesture. No. I, I pretty that. much. I pretty much exit. I give you guys high fives. I never Both. know. I don't no. know if people want yeah. to chat. I'll be like mid sentence and everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah. Like, oh. That's how it is with cry. Mr. T, I'm like, bye. He's like, all of a sudden, end meeting. Meeting is, I'm like, oh, okay. And you're just all alone. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess that's over with. <laughs> Went from a party of 12 to <laughs> just myself. Yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Hey, and Paul, we got some uh, old job. business to deal with. We do. We do. How, was, you, how, how was it? How was your food journal? I asked you first. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Uh, I didn't keep <laughs> a food journal this weekend. And that was Oh my just, God. I know, I know. Were you I know. supposed to? So Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, if you were yes. out there listening to this. She is. <laughs> Jessica, Paul Knapp, Tim wins. That's all. So, that's all you need to know, Jessica. No, I'm imagining we did, you did not win. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm a loser. I so was, how did you leave it after your podcast? You were supposed to do it for what three days? We, so, nope. that, so well, I, yeah, kind of, kind <laughs> sort of. of. We never really. I, I specifically said that we should start it on Monday, and, and then said Tim no. said, it, "No, we're going to start it tomorrow." Yep. And then yeah, I heard I mean, that, and you said you had pizza. You're having pizza yeah. for dinner and pizza Which for breakfast. I did, I did that. Except I only there was only one slice left for breakfast. Was it cold for breakfast? No, I don't do cold pizza. No. I don't do cold anything. It's all got to be warmed up. Um. I, I ate the exact same. So like I really did. I ate the exact same um, over the weekend. Monday, I hopped back on the journal and my goal was to reduce the sugar, 
which I did, um, I did a really good job of. My sugar intake for Monday, I'll bang out this real quick. Monday's sugar intake was 27 grams. What? You heard it. What? Tuesday. Wow. What should it be a day? Really? We're trying to so, do under 50 is what we were so trying to do. So under 50 was our goal. <laughs> okay. Um, a day? A day. Okay, Paul won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guarantee I crushed him. And then on that seems like Tuesday, a lot of sugar. Tuesday was 60, which was worse, obviously. Don't you have like two candy bars? Um, Peanut butter I don't know. What probably. did I have? I had, yeah, I had M&Ms. <laughs> I had mini M&Ms. You know, the mini packs of M&Ms. So how many packets did you have? I had two. That's <laughs> 60 grams of sugar? I had one. I had one of those. <laughs> I had one of those. Uh, what were those specifically with sugar? Sorry, I, I no, don't have fine. to answer. <laughs> thirty-one grams of sugar, and they're they're the little packs. Like the and East- one pack has thirty-one yeah. grams. The of- Easter the Easter the, packs. The fun, the fun size. Fun size, yeah. They're fun. You know what's so um for me? Here's what I don't understand about candy. I don't know. Simple. Who decided a serving size? I don't know who decided on those sharing M and M's. That's not, a, that's not a sharing size. That's bull crap. But anyways, so my sugar on Tuesday was 60 grams. And then yesterday's sugar, I'll bang this out quick here, was 39 grams of sugar. So, Tim, I'd like to uh, hear your sugar. So every day, day you, oh had, you had sugar. I did. I did have sugar every single day. Um, what was – How did okay. you feel? I'm just asking. I feel – I don't feel any different at all. Uh, I had a headache the other day. I had a headache the other day. I think I don't think it had anything to do with that though. Um, I I don't think because uh, I just don't. I I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't take it out. You know. I didn't right. completely right. eliminate right. it. I just reduced right. it. Um, my next goal is to. I have two. I want to increase my fiber, like we said. So you can poop more. Uh, yeah. God Almighty. What the FYI, I, girls poop. So gross. No. 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 No, we're not talking about. Where's your mug? Where's your mug? We're not talking about. A lot easier with all that fiber. And then protein, Tim. That steak I sent you a picture of yesterday. Yes. Guess how much protein was in that steak? It was a twenty-two ounce ribeye. Ribeye. Sixty grams. Hundred and four. Hundred and four grams of protein. Big steak yesterday too. Big steak. I love steak. Me too. All right, Tim. Tell me about your food journal. We're all (laughs) anxiously awaiting. Proceed. I never. Got under fifty, but no. but, but what, listen, what? you were at like three hundred a day. Dude, it was like two seventy something that right. one day. My you average were... was like one seventy to two hundred sugar right. intake. So I will. I I feel like I had a victorious week. So, what, what did you have that was one hundred and seventy grams a day of sugar? Um, a diet coke. <laughs> A Mc- oh yeah, at McDonald's, right? A, Mc- a McDouble. <laughs> if you go to McDonald's, get a chocolate milkshake. We did chocolate pancakes, chocolate Ooh, chip pancakes with a with ton maple of syrup. syrup. Maple right. syrup yep. drilled out of his tree. <laughs> so awesome, so good. But anyway, look, my sugar on Monday was fifty. That's fantastic. That was my best day, and every day under my goal for the week, I set a goal of. 80 and every day I came within one or two of that. I was either over yep. by one gram or under by one or two. So Good. I feel like I did good. I'm going to get better. I had headaches too, Paul. 
Yeah, so I, I think that's sugar. I don't, I don't think mine was related, and I'm I, I'm not just saying that. I, yours very well maybe because I mean that's a big cut for you. Right. I have a headache now. Just think about all the sugar. Yeah, so I don't even want to know what my so sugar intake a, is. You had a goal of eighty grams. You said in one 80 day, eighty grams a day. So you had. I'm sure that. Well, was, our real goal was fifty. Okay, I, so your goal was fifty. So do you look? At, so Paul with his M and M's, he's looking at that package. Yeah. Oh, it's thirty grams. Okay, I'm gonna eat that. I have twenty left over. Yeah. Is that how you thought? No, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even look. I didn't even uh, look. He took it one M and M at a time. When I when I reached for the M and M's, I knew it was bad, and I'm like, you know what? I want these damn M and M's. I'm gonna eat them. And if I gotta talk about how crappy my food journal was, I'm gonna deal with those repercussions on Thursday. But I want this pack of M and M's. Right. So I, I oh went. Oh my for god! It. Those those fudge pops. Those are fantastic. Well, yeah. Fudge so pops. I eat like three of these a day, usually at least, just because they're so skinny. One's never enough. You have nothing to talk about. You're skinny. Yeah, Go away. There's <laughs> nine grams of sugar in one That's of these nothing. skinny little pops. That's nothing. No, I eat three. Is there any additional sugars? Any added sugars? Oh wait, Mary, you need a food journal. Serving. 27 grams of sugar per serving. Yeah, you are, you're, you're like me. You're probably, your sugar's like probably me. off the chart like mine was. Yeah. But, so, Tim, I'm proud of you for reducing it because I know that's not easy. And you sent me pictures of your meals, which look yeah. freaking fantastic. I got to be honest with you, man. I'm having that fun with it. That fish looked good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that salmon looked good. I did salmon and mm. I did. And asparagus. That was good. That salmon good. and asparagus. I did shrimp. I love shrimp. Uh, Matt, who we had on the podcast, he sent me a recipe, which was basically shrimp, zucchini, um, bell peppers, mushrooms, mm -hmm. all sauteed in a little bit of olive oil. I know it sounds gross, right? That's I what I was saying. Like, it was going to be horrible. <laughs> With a little, um, it was like a, a organic roasted pepper sauce from Wegmans over wheat pasta and shrimp. Mm. Dude, it was freaking out of this world. It was so good. I don't like pasta. I don't like seafood. Okay, whatever. All right. I love I everything. Am, you I'm, just, I'm on the asparagus <laughs> kick. I've been eating asparagus like every day. Dude, mm. for somebody who ate sugar, that was <laughs> that was that was very risky for me to even try, and it was I'm, delicious. I'm personally impressed. Um, so, you know what else I'm impressed with is the mayor taking these workouts after coronavirus. Yes, absolutely. So those, those of you that don't know, Mayor, um, Mayor had coronavirus. So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, right? Like, let's, let's, get, do it. In, let's get into that. Let's get right into it. Let's get into Corona. Not my typical type of Corona I enjoy so much. So take us back to like, like you're just living your life. Everything's fine. And then what happens? What? Um, so I, let's picture like a work week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm kind of whatever, feeling tired, not much going on. Thursday, this was back, what, March 12th, that Thursday. I was like complaining at work, telling my friends, man, my throat feels like it's on fire. I was supposed to teach a college class that night and it got canceled because they were switching everything online. And I was like, thank God, because I feel like crap. I just want to go home and go to bed. So I got home and I had a low grade temp that night. Went to bed, woke up Friday morning, my throat, it felt like horrible strep throat. And I had a fever, it was like almost 103. So I'm like, well, and Corona was, people were starting to talk about it. So I'm like, I can't go to work, you know? Like, Did you know right now? I would have taken Motrin and Tylenol, sucked it up and gone to work on a Friday. But I was like, I shouldn't go. My throat looked, man, like gnarly, not good. So I went to the doctor and they treated me as a strep. 
and put me on antibiotics, or no, yeah, put me on antibiotics, treated me as a strep throat. Called me two, late, two days later to tell me my strep culture was negative. Asked me how I was feeling. I said, well, it's funny you should ask. I feel a lot worse. Fever was still really high. I was coughing now. My throat was just as bad. The antibiotic was doing nothing. So they're like, oh, come back in. So I went back to the doctor. He's like, oh, your lungs sound like garbage. You know, we'll do a chest x-ray, but let's treat you as a pneumonia. So I'm like, okay. 10 days of antibiotics. They send me home with steroids, inhalers, the whole shebang. Well, has anybody past, even mentioned at this point? Like it was kind of like a joke with the doc when I came in the cough day. That was a Sunday. And he's like, you know, this isn't COVID. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, right. in my head, I'm like, probably not, but I was flu negative, strep negative, and kind of random that I would have pneumonia. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So then they called me a couple days later to see how I was feeling because my chest x-ray was red as normal. I said, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> I don't feel any better. Whatever, I'm using the inhalers. So a couple days, I mean, this lasted for a long time. Like, I don't even, can't even picture the time frame, but it took 10 days to get my results. So that Sunday I went, they told me pneumonia. That Monday, they said, the testing center's open. You might want to go get tested. So I went and got tested. 10 days later, they called me and told me it was positive. But in those 10 days, I would have a day where I was like, oh, I feel a little better. I'm going to just, you know, light a candle, make my house feel clean couldn't smell a damn thing. So I was like, my house doesn't seem, and I didn't know that was even a symptom, but I was like, man, I couldn't smell the duster. I couldn't smell the Febreze. I couldn't smell the candle. I was getting kind of pissed. I'm like, I just want my house to feel clean. So then- So, so that was like, let me, let's talk about that for, for a second. So the loss of the sense of smell, it's not yeah. like you were stuffed up and couldn't smell. It's no, you truly lose that functionality, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. I thought like, I thought maybe I was using like, off-brand pledge or something that just had no smell. I was like, what is going on? I'm like spraying the air and I'm like, that's weird. But I didn't really think anything of it because I didn't know it was a symptom. And it was a day where I was like, I feel a little better. Like I still had fevers, I still had cough, but I could breathe. Like I was dusting and I wasn't gasping for air. So I'm like, oh, things are turning, looking up. Well, spoke too soon because that was like, I don't know, Friday maybe. By that night, I was struggling awful. And I felt like the only way I can really describe like, it at rest was like an elephant on the chest okay. and a boa constrictor around the chest. Could you still move? Could you still walk and all that I stuff? Could, yeah, but it was like effort, a lot of effort. So I'm like, well, this is weird. And I, you know, I'm a nurse, so I ignore everything. And I'm like, there's no way it's, my friends are all like, dude, you have COVID. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be COVID. The results took forever. Meanwhile, I'm isolated because waiting for the results, you have to stay home either way. And it took 10 days because it was early on when they first opened. So I'm like, whatever, it won't be COVID. Well, whatever day that was, Monday morning rolled around. I still hadn't gotten my results. And I had the kids here and I noticed like, I was brushing my teeth and I was bent over the counter because I couldn't like breathe brushing my teeth. I'm like, this is, I'm not doing anything. And I feel like I'm running a marathon. Then I came downstairs. By the time I came downstairs to walk to the fridge and like talk to the kids at the same time, I couldn't speak and move at the same time without like gasping for air. So then I got real nervous because you feel like you can't breathe at all. And rather than be a normal you know, human and call 911 or go to the hospital, I FaceTimed my friends who were working in the ER and they were like, dude, you need to come in. Like they could see me. I was like, I can't breathe. And then they're like, you look awful. I was like, and then I burst into tears because they're telling me I can't breathe. And I know I can't breathe, which turned into a panic attack. So then I was numb and tingling and dizzy and I couldn't breathe. And it was 
awful. So they threw on an N95 mask and came and picked me up and brought me in, which was so wow. nice of them. That was very nice of them. Right? So yes. They have good have, friends. <laughs> I know. So I'm still thinking like, there's no way this is COVID. And I'd had never, negative chest x-rays, all that. So now I'm sitting in the ER in a bubble. And everybody's got garbed up. My oxygen levels stayed okay, though. During all of this, I never, like, decompensated. My heart rate was high. I had the fever. I was short of breath, but at that stayed fine. So the doc's like, well, let's do a CAT scan. But it's so funny. They don't even, like, they don't want to come in. They were calling me on my cell phone, like, registration, getting your insurance information. They stay out of your room, which I don't blame them. But then they call. They're like, did you go to CAT scan? Did you? You know, and I'm like, waving through a window. Um, So I finally went to CAT scan, and they came back, and I had a low like a right lower lobe pneumonia but the way it was read was the the round round glass opacities which as soon as I heard that knowing what I know and knowing that that was kind of a key sign on imaging for COVID I was like shit it's going to be positive I'm definitely going to be positive for COVID so then they kind of gave me the option about being admitted or going home and I was like well I'm going home obviously clearly I'm going home I'm not staying here so I went home and just kind of got, that was a Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning were about the same. No improvement, using the inhalers. And they basically told me bed rest. Like when you stand up, you can't breathe, so stay in bed. So then Wednesday morning, I got a call from the county. This was March 26th, I think. I get a call from the county and they're like, well, the good news is, is we have your results back. The bad news is it's positive. How are you feeling? And meanwhile, during this whole time, my cough was just, chronic like in between they're just probably why I couldn't breathe either like I was gasping for air and coughing incessantly like it just didn't stop and it hurt to cough and I couldn't there was no comfortable place so the woman on the phone as she's telling me this is like you sound horrible and I was like I'm okay you know and she's like you sound like you can't breathe and you're hacking up a lung I was like yeah she's like we want you to be admitted so I was like what? So now I burst into tears again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, all right. And she's like, we're going to send an ambulance. And I was like, what? I was like, no, you're not. My kids are here. The dog's here. We're home alone. I was like, I don't need an ambulance. I'll find a way. I work at the hospital. I don't need an ambulance. She's like, we would feel more comfortable. Like, we'll arrange it. It's going to be direct admission. Um, you know, we just, we arrange it all. We'll give everybody a heads up that you're positive and we'll make it happen. And I was like, well, can you wait an hour? And like, by the time mm-hmm. I hung up the phone and got upstairs to get a bag, the ambulance was backing in my driveway. I didn't even have to tell her my, it was very surreal. Like I didn't have oh, to tell her my address. They come in in full hazmat. Navax comes in. I'm like, oh my God. And like, of course, everyone's like, you look familiar. Like, oh. yeah, are you, I know you guys. And the boys are just sitting here on the couch. I'm like, daddy, you'll be here soon. Please. I'm like, and I didn't want them to freak out. Right. Did so they like, know what was going they knew on? It was positive, but I was downplaying it the whole time. And like, when the ambulance backed in, I said, oh, guys, I'm like, this is just because I take care of people. So the county wants to be better, faster, so I can get out there and take care of people. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so it was quite a to-do. I bet. Then I, I got how- there, and then they're like, you know, and then they're like, oh, we'll do blood work. We'll get all this going. And you can't see anybody because it's like, you know, what you see on TV, the mask, goggles, and you can't tell who's who. And. Um, That's the scariest part. Mm-hmm. Like you're I alone. saw somewhere people were putting pictures of themselves on their gowns, like on the outside laminated so that patients could see faces what of who's taking like. care of them, which I thought was a great idea in hindsight. Yeah. So I'm like, it's kind of creepy. 
Um, but then I got there and they're like, let's repeat some blood work. And then my D-dimer was elevated, which is like for clotting. So it could mean I have a clot. So then they wanted to redo a CAT scan and they're like, you could have blood clots. And we're seeing a lot of blood clots in lungs with this. And I'm like, and you're all alone because right. no one can visit you. And even like working there, it's your friends, but they're not even allowed to come in. And, you know, once you leave the ER, ER staff can't go to the COVID unit. And so you're just. So uh, other than, you know, sending you home, do they treat it with anything? Are you just. So I they, mean, other than um, cough medicine and inhalers for me, they did it. They didn't do any of the trial malaria drugs or anything. And I'm kind of glad in hindsight, because I see it's right. doing stuff to people's hearts and I have heart stuff. So. Yeah. You have a heart condition. Yeah. So I've had, um, you know, ablations in the past for abnormal heart beats. And then my heart was enlarged after pregnancy and I have high blood pressure. So I don't know if that was like, if that's why it hit me so hard, if it was a combination of high blood pressure. And I mean, they say Motrin's contraindicated. I was taking Motrin like crazy with the fevers. They say steroids are a contraindicated. I was given steroids for 10 days for my pneumonia. Yeah. My blood pressure meds that I'm on are contraindicated. So I think for me, it was kind of the perfect storm. Right. And there's not, you don't know, nobody knows enough about it. So it was kind of like every day I'm like, is today the day I'm going to stop breathing? All right. Like rapidly, you know, where they say young and healthy one minute, drop dead the next. So All right. there was no like, it wasn't like, oh, I've seen this a million times. I'll be fine. It was kind of like, nobody knows. When you found out your test was positive, did your mindset change even more then? Yep. A hundred percent. I think that's why I like, it was almost like a shock. Like I knew it was going to be positive. Like I think I would have been more surprised if it had been negative, but just hearing her say that I, I could tell I like started shaking. Right. And I started crying and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. My heart started racing. I'm like, shit. And I knew I had been feeling so sick and that the breathing was like the, the boa constrictor feeling was the hardest. It's like, no matter how you lay, how many pillows you're on just laying there, you couldn't get a deep breath. And that was kind of like, is it in my head that I can't breathe? Right. Really not that mental. Right. Yep. Talking yourself out. Like when I went home, finally, there was one night I was stayed up. I could not get comfortable. And every time I dozed off, it was that feeling of like jolting awake. And then I would look at my Fitbit and my heart rate, you all know, I have a high heart rate would be like 40. And I'm like, Oh my God, my heart's slowing down. I'm not breathing. Is this like, this is God's way of telling me not to go to sleep because you're never going to wake up. So I stayed up until six o'clock in the morning texting all my friends who's working tonight who's in the er like i'm going to try not to come in but now i'm getting really nervous and there was a like i've never been an anxiety type person or anxious and i was like oh my god well, with, <laughs> like, there's so many unknowns to this right? how could you not have anxiety with this and you're yep. you, i know another person that had it and it's interesting what you just said he had the same same situation he could not sleep yeah. He felt like if he went to sleep, he wasn't going to wake up and he was super like stressed out over it. Yeah. Um, man, crazy. And you, you work in the medical profession, so you're very aware of yep. everything going on with this. You know, yep. unlike us, we, we just, we hear what they're telling us, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're around the people, you guys are working the front lines of this. And, um, you know, so you really have a better idea of, how nasty this thing really is. Right. Um, there's a, well, a friend of mine's wife is in New York City right now. She's one of the nurses that went down with Upstate and she's been awesome. doing a video blog. Oh, yeah. 
I've been watching yeah. it. Yes. And it's incredible, like, to see her from day one, mm-hmm. you know, getting there, kind of getting settled in. And then, like, day eight or nine, she looks exhausted. And she's just describing, like, you know, I, I came into work today and there's three empty beds. And it's because three people passed away overnight. And, and it's right. just like, it's the, the nurses and the medical professionals, everybody's having a hard time understanding this because they're doing everything. They're trained to help. They're trained to, and no matter what they do, this thing takes a nasty turn on some people. Right. And it's, I think there's going to be a lot of professionals from like, you know, the medical world that are going to have a lot of trauma and they're after this, especially down you know, downstate, I have a friend that's a traveler and she's working in an ER in Long Island. And the way she describes it, it sounds almost like a war zone. Like, yeah. you know, somebody dies in the ICU and the ER is knocking at the door to get the ventilator. They're out of body bags. They're out of stretchers. You have people dying left and right and nowhere to put them. And then you're waiting for a freezer truck to come because the morgues are full. Just like stuff you would never think America would have for their help, you know, in the healthcare. And now did yeah. you see they're changing the algorithms for cardiac events? No, I didn't see that. Did you see the EMS protocol for they're not resuscitating in the field? Oh, yes. You know what? I did. I got an email on it yesterday with, through the fire yeah. department. Yes. I'm like, um, I did see that. It's crazy. it's crazy. They're just, yeah, they're not going to resuscitate if certain things are in yeah. play. So one of the things that I saw when somebody was talking about fighting this, they legit said you have to like stand up and fight. Like, so you said brushing your teeth was leaving you winded and everything like that. Like what I saw, they were saying like, stand up, stretch, put your arms over your head, things like that. Um, now yeah. I, I know nothing about, I only know what, you know, Stephanie and I talk about, obviously. Um, with, if you couldn't brush your teeth, without feeling like you're literally going to die is what I heard like not possible with your situation. Like, can you even do that? So it, I, they, I was told the same thing and I did stuff, but it comes down to like, can you physically do it? Not, can you do it comfortably? Can you physically do it? If you can physically do it, do it. If you can turn on your side, do it. If you can lay on your stomach for a little while, do it. If you can get up and, you know, walk to the bathroom and back two or three times, do it because, and I heard, I heard something similar too, where they were saying the disease, the virus wants to take over your lungs. And the more you stay dormant, basically, or bed rest, the more it's going to take over your lungs. So within reason, yeah, because otherwise it takes over and then you don't have a chance really, you know, it's, and like deep breathing and coughing, like, you know, I can't really compare to what it would feel like to have an open heart surgery or some major chest surgery but taking a deep breath and coughing felt like I had that type of surgery like to cough I felt like I needed to hug a pillow to take a deep breath I had to brace just right and know it was going to hurt or know it was going to cause a coughing fit which was going to leave me lightheaded and leave me throwing up or you know it was just I'll tell you being married to a nurse I am I can't imagine your mindset during this because you guys are too smart like mm-hmm. you guys know yeah. too much <laughs> like and yeah. right. i would i would rather oh and this is maybe and maybe i'm crazy maybe it's better that way in my brain i would rather be naive like stephanie you know we'll have conversations about anything medical and once it gets you know whatever to a certain point i'm like all right you got to stop she's like <laughs> she's like 
well, what do you, you know, every time this is 20 years later and it's to the same, like to this day, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, no more, no more, done. Don't want to know anything else because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, in my brain, like, well, now I yep. got whatever the heck you were just talking about because yeah. I can now, right. now my head hurts. Like, so you guys are mm-hmm. so intelligent when it comes to all of this that I can't imagine the extra anxiety that that put on you because you're right. just too darn smart. I mean, well, oh. and like I had said on my Facebook post three months ago, I was like, this is going to be just a flu extra. Right. I was one of those people who were like, let's see what happens. Sure. You know, weed them out. Whoever's going to get it, it's going to get it. It is what it is. And then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, right. the whole time I kept saying, I can't imagine if I was elderly, vulnerable or immunocompromised or, I'm like, there's no, no, no chance you're going to. With that though, let's not forget, you do have your heart issues. Like, it's not like you don't have that going on too. So, I mean, I, that's, that's that much scarier. Um, How was your heart? Did they do? Well, it's funny that you should say that. I'm going to have, I'm going to have an echo um, in a couple of weeks and then another CAT scan in a month for follow-up stuff. But they want people out of the hospital so fast, yeah. and they don't right. want specialists coming in at all. So, for instance, my cardiologist had reached out to the doc when I was in there and said, you know, keep her an extra day. I want to do an echo and get some whatever, which in a normal world, your specialist telling the hospitalist, keep her, I'm going to do this, this, and this, would be absolutely fine. Nope. <laughs> they told him absolutely not, unless you're having a heart attack or you are in like a critical CHF heart failure. You can't admit for other things right now. So, which is kind of crazy to me in hindsight because the hospitals are at 40% and everyone's getting laid off and furloughed and I already have it. It's not like I'm at risk, but they were like kicking people out left and right. And that's one thing I have heard from a lot of people too. And I got a little bit of that when I was there because it was the county that sent me that day. Right. And there was a lot of pushback. They were like, well, why are you here? You know, and I'm like, well, the county made me this time, but also I can't, you know, and they almost made you feel like, stupid for being there and i'm hearing that a lot like i'm on a covid covid survivor facebook page <laughs> should be you survived it Here exactly but i can't have, believe there's a such a thing insight. there is such a thing is. It is, is it members only like it i can't sure go in is. i like i can't go on there yet right oh no, you, you can't, can't. It's, no it's it only and, you know but i'm I so interested in what you guys night. are talking about I'll make it by the COVID. <laughs> all right, so let's flash forward a little bit. So we've we've heard all the scary stuff and yeah. how much it takes over your body and how you felt at that time. Like I literally am feeling it right now. I'm gonna have to. I don't know. But anyhow, yeah, here we are. We're, we're a month later, right? So it's Six a month weeks, later. Right. You were killing it, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like your first workout, you're like, oh, give me, you know, it's gonna be tough. You killed it, and then you continue to work out and all that. How do you feel now? How are you? So I would say I'm probably 80%. There's days where I feel really good. Like Mondays, for instance, I work out and then you haven't seen me for the rest of the week. (laughs) Right, right. But I get really motivated. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to feel good. And I feel really good after, but then I have like extreme fatigue for the rest of the week. From what I can tell. Is that specific to you or is that consistent across the board? Like in your Facebook group or you guys? Facebook page, it seems pretty consistent across the board. And there's people saying that still like eight, nine weeks out that have, and there's other weird things that keep popping up and then I'll put it on there. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, is anyone else experiencing this? And I'll get like 48 comments in 20 minutes saying yes, yes, yes. Do you think, 
anything, and now this is just random, random, random question. Do you think any of it has to do with the situation as well? So let's take, you know, the fact that you had coronavirus out of it. Right. And just go with the fact that we're all isolated right now. Right. You, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm asking. I mean, what? I think everybody kind of has that fatigue because you're not doing anything. You're not going right. anywhere. But I've been back to work now. Right. So I'm, I'm getting up. I'm getting dressed. I'm going about my business. I'm going to bed. But it's, it's like a weird, it's almost like you feel like a flu-like. Like there's been times over the last week or so where I'm like, there's like, I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my God, I have a fever. Just the way I feel. Right, right, and then right. I check it and I don't. But I just have that like, yeah. awful. Right. And I'll be driving home from work at 4.30 and be like, I could literally get in bed right now and go to sleep for the night. I'm like that all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Which I I'm not. You I took me. a 30 I'm minute like, nap during work today. Like I, I'm like queen of FOMO. I never want to sit and do nothing. And I'm like, oh God, I'm so tired. I can't even eat. Which I mean, today I did eat. But. So yeah. it's been, I mean, it's definitely been weird and crazy. And So have you know, thought about, or do you know, like how you contracted it? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and the county does like they called me. There was an hour and a half phone call on March, whatever day they called me. Yeah, they like do a whole interview, right? That, it like, took an hour and a half, and they had me backtrack from February twenty fourth forward. I had to tell them where I was, who I was with, who I might have come in contact with. I mean, I literally, I was like, hang on. I put them on speakerphone. I had to look at my phone, my calendar, my photos. I'm like, oh, on this day, I was at Dave and Buster's and saw the Sonic movie with two other families and seven kids. Like <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue. No, I don't I don't know what I did a week ago. I'm not right. just saying that. I wouldn't have a clue. No. It was hard. And she's like, oh, you know, I went to the kids' basketball stuff. I went to the upward award ceremonies. I went to dinner three times. I was, you know, my list was pretty long. How awkward must that conversation be. I know. <laughs> my only Crazy. saving grace, I think, for the exposure factor was, you know, well, not so much the exposure factor, but it wasn't a huge thing yet. And it was yeah. like the two weeks right. leading up to it. But it took so long for me to get my results. And I was so sick that I wasn't ever tempted to leave my house from the day I got sick. So, right. so and by the time I got my results, most people I had come in contact with would, were almost at that 14-day point. Okay, that's what I was going like, to ask you. Like, did you have to go and tell all those people you hung out with? That you, I did Hey, my test is positive. The county did. That's okay. Hey. Yeah. So, were you in the news? Me, <laughs> I wasn't in the news, but they asked me about close contacts from symptom onset, like anybody. So like the first time I went to the doctor, my brother came over and watched the kids. So he was a close contact and his family was close contact. Missy, I went to dinner with the night before my symptoms started. I drank out of her wine glass. She was a close contact. She ended up tested. She was negative. Um, Do you know anybody that you hung out with? Did they get it as well or? Nobody I know that I was around or near. I mean, they say it's a 14-day window. The only thing that's, I mean, you could get it at Wegmans, Target, right. any of those right. places right. I was, right. I could have. But I also went to Disney and I traveled, you know, I was on a plane. Right. But it was about, my onset was about 16, 17 days after I got back from that. So. See, I'm sorry. That Did Disney. Nobody gets anything at Disney. It's Disney for crying out I loud. Mean, it's the happiest place on Why would we shut down Disney during this time? <laughs> Nothing is happening heart. at Disney other than fun. Not There's no Corona bitch year. around. It, no, I saw none of this year. is. It's so annoying that Disney's closed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. It does make me sad. I'm glad this I got my trip off. in. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> on that note, do you feel as a Corona survivor? So I know that's, we're going to call you this now. 
<laughs> Corona survivor. Guess who only had four rolls of toilet paper in the house when it all started and still now only has two. Just so I'm you know, TP in your house this year. Make sure you Do you need enough. more fiber? I was going <laughs> to mention poop, but I didn't. <laughs> too late. I'll do it for you. Yeah. I probably but do need more fiber. In an all serious <laughs> note, do you feel that everything we're doing is good enough? Meaning, you know, all the sheltering in place, do you feel um, that what our communities are doing, what our, our leaders are doing, do you think, or is there stuff, is there anything we should be doing more of? What's your take? I don't know. I feel like wearing the mask protects people from you. So if you're carrying it and you don't know and you have a mask on, you're not going to spread it. So I think that's a good idea, but I feel like maybe we should have done the mask thing a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, weren't like they we telling start- us, they were telling us a month and a half ago that masks don't make do it worse. Right. Which they know. do because you have dirty, gnarly hands and you're touching your face all the time. You're touching, right. So right. you're not really protecting yourself with the mask, but you're protecting other people. So if a month and a half ago, everybody was walking around in a mask, those who had it wouldn't be spreading it. But I don't know. I mean, you can't control everything. Yeah. And I feel like the longer, and I've noticed this, and it gets, I get frustrated on one side because I had it and I saw how bad it was and I don't want anyone to have that. But I also see that, especially the nicer it gets and the longer this goes, that everybody, including myself, is slacking on social distancing. Now I think I'm invincible now. So I'm like, I can go wherever and do whatever, which I don't even know if that's true. But I heard it's not, actually. <laughs> probably not, and we'll be talking in a month, and I'll be probably, on my deathbed. Probably but, only you and that Facebook group. You people can probably get together and be fine. but right? Exactly. But, like, I see it. Like, in the neighborhood, you're out walking. The next thing you know, there's three families. We're not six feet apart. People are still going to work. People are still going to Wegman. So, I don't know. I mean. Every time I leave my house, I feel like I can't breathe. It's the paranoia. It's yeah. anxiety. anxiety. And I don't get like that. Right. I went to Clark's reservation on Sunday and I wish I didn't leave my house. Oh, but it was probably so worth it. No, people are like hugging and stuff. I'm like, you're here hugging, which could affect me. Why am I here? It was the prescription no. medication rates are through the roof right now. Well, <laughs> anxiety meds oh, went up shit. 34% last week. Well, don't need any of those. That's but it's incredible. Just, it's just sad how it's changed so much. Like just going to a park, going for a hike with your family. Mm-hmm. You gotta be, and you, ha- you know, which way are you going? Oh, I'm gonna go that way. Right. Okay. But He's you know what it has done? Right. It's brought back the bandana. <laughs> no, it has. A lot, lot of robbers look, are famous. <laughs> you look ridiculous right now. It no did way. not bring back the Dude, bandana. Okay, Paul, did you ever wear bandanas in high school? <laughs> no, does. You're, you're a little older than are you me. Gangster? Like <laughs> a little older. Is this like an '80s thing? I'm gonna ask uh, Janice. I'm gonna ask Janice. I was born halfway through Dude, the '80s. So I really swear. What in the '80s. Well, my wife and I were having this conversation. She thinks I'm crazy, and it was just like a Marcellus thing. But we wore cool bandanas. We Did used we used to cover our hickeys with them, right? Oh, no, that's a turtleneck. No, we yeah, we used bandanas we like yeah. Oh, we did turtlenecks. Yeah, and they were Not so me. handy. Like this is handy. So real quick, for anybody who obviously you guys can't see this, Tim has his Bills jersey on. It's draft night. Go Giants. Some crazy. <laughs> Some crazy hair thing going on. His bandana around his neck. So I got to ask you a question. Is that how you guys you, – so you said to, to not Tim, show your – put that hickeys. back up. You wore, your, you wore your bandana around your neck in school? Dude, we wore it. Yeah. I can't tell not, if you're a farmer not, or listen, like – Not around your head? Well, yeah. We, well, it depends on what you were doing with it. Well, you know, around some your day, 
Sometimes you would need it around your neck. Wink, wink. A bandana? <laughs> yeah, for the hickeys, you dumbass. <laughs> you wear a You didn't wear like a turtleneck or something? No, or not not like if it was makeup? warm. You had to look didn't bad, like cowboy boots and a bandana. Man, you were killing it. I ain't getting hickeys. <laughs> Listening to uh, Guns and Roses. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! No. You know what else Corona has done? Not like that. The half pink turtleneck <laughs> thing. But you, Matt, I knew what you Listen, oh, off my boy. bandana. Right, I'm so cool. No you're not. Bandana, but let's but talk about you, the hair. Okay, let's talk about the hair. The other thing Corona has done, it has brought back awesome hair, man. Like 80s hair everywhere. Erica, your picture the other day on Facebook, that was freaking like 80s Eric, that, hair. She had great hair. Tim's it was awesome. Hair. My hair is nothing right now. So I actually, I told my brother earlier, so I get my hair cut once a week. I'm thinking about keeping it long. That's so needy like, once a week. Like right, right now it's pretty bad because my hat's Look at on. that. Erica, oh, holy what is cow. it? Me? I was looking at Erica. Erica, oh, look at that. Why so does my hair look so good? And I was the one half bad dead. people can't see this. <laughs> Your hair this, does look good. It's is this bad or good? That, to, that's bad. That's bad. No, bad that's like, right? You know what that is? That's the other like, day uh, was good. This is Paul Sweat from his like class. Cindy Lauper and bad. Madonna mixed together. Tim, let me ask you a question. I see your beard. Yeah. Are you keeping it? What are you doing with it? Because I have, I'm debating. Now I hate my beard. I hate, I look like I'm dirty all the time. Is it no shape? It's COVID? red and black. And is, mm. are you keeping it? What are you doing? Well, with I that? feel like if I got to wear a bandana, I got to look cowboyish. Oh, so you're going to keep your beard. <laughs> Paul Anthony yesterday, we're outside you playing your football. Boots out? <laughs> Not yet, football. but I'm looking he, for him. He grabs <laughs> a piece of my beard. I said, what are you doing? He pulls on it. He says, daddy, it's gray. I'm like, just that one right there? And he goes, yeah. And then his eyes got real wide. And he goes, um, Daddy, the bottom of your beard is all gray. It's I'm happening. Like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks. You are. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's blonde or gray. I can't yeah. tell with my hair. You can call Mayor, me white beard. Mary, you are yeah. still doing highlights at home, I can tell. Stop. No, I'm not. I haven't done my hair since December. <laughs> wow. But that's why I have my hairdresser. You look fantastic. Yeah, really. Corona, she, she looks the best of all exactly. of us. Right? <laughs> the Corona survivor on here I mean, is like. It's that Facebook pounds. page helping her. Man. You lost what, 20 pounds? 10. 10 pounds. I mean, I gained like some back. That's why I eat grub. That's good. Day. That's good. Do you want to be healthy? I Dude. have to do a headshot tomorrow for my job. They have like a professional photographer coming in for the website headshot. I'm like, you had to pick quarantine Corona to do this. I'm like, you can't get your hair done. You can't go shopping. You can't get your nails done. Right. You can't go right. To You'll be fine. Yep. So speaking of the white beard, check it out, Paul. Oh, oh wow. Yours God. is white. Salt and pepper, Tim. Yeah. I like it. Yours is white. Yeah. white beard. You're going to be like, like George Clooney or something soon. I like it. Like, I could be, that could be my cowboy name, Tim Whitebeard Ellis. Is, do cowboys That's have horrible. names like that? I, I think they do, right? John <laughs> Wayne. A, it's no. a whole different kind Tim of cowboy. That's, like, not, a, that's Billy not a cowboy kid. name. Let's Billy the Kid. White beard? Timmy the White Beard. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Timmy the White Beard. I'll tell you where you're going with this. Right to the edit booth. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. We, we don't really delete much. We don't. We try to keep it as real as possible. Erica, you sent me a message. Oh yeah. Send me a picture so you can post them. Perfect. You're welcome. Yeah. So Did you see anyway, my name on this? Even more troublemakers. My kids were on here with their cousins. 
They were. My hair's all crazy. My kids, my kids yesterday were typing in the chat right before class, and then I saw it. But anyways. So, Mary, back to you. Uh, <laughs> that was our intermission. That's it. So, Corona after all of this, you have decided to give back, which is freaking unreal. And you're going through the process right now to try to see if you can donate plasma. That is correct. And I that went is to why... the research center yesterday at Upstate where they re-swabbed, mind you, way, way worse than the first swab. These people are like, so how do they, yeah, I was gonna ask you, so how do they do it, right through your nose? Well, when I got tested the first time and I was positive, it was like a dainty little Q-tip right in the bottom. I like, you know, just like you're getting a little, I know. Didn't even flinch. Yesterday, double-sided, straight to the brain, Held it there for one, one thousand, two, one thousand, all the way to five. She's like, "I'm sorry, I have tears dripping," and I was like, "Yeah." Oh my gosh! And then they slowly spiral it down out. Then she said to me, "She goes, well, I met a lot of resistance on your left side." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, no kidding." What the hell's that mean? It. I must have a smaller sinus on the left than the right. I don't know. Did anything? Right like, did anything geez. come out? I know that's probably gross. I didn't look. I, mean, I don't know. They didn't show you like, oh, I don't know. that's gross. It's clear, a, which means oh you're God, healthy. Paul, I don't, this is derailed. And then yeah. they we've talked, we've talked poop, and now we're talking boogers. Oh. Oh Corona booger? I don't get out much. <laughs> Corona with Lyme? They, uh, yeah, so they did that, and then they drew a ton of blood, and oh. I should wow. find out tomorrow. But you know what was kind of interesting? I never knew. It's not like, you know, you go to the Red Cross, you donate regular blood, you know, for whatever blood banks they have. Because this isn't FDA approved to have plasma for the treatment of corona, it's a lot stricter. So like I was thinking the other day, I heard somewhere on Syracuse.com or something that there was only six that had donated and now they were up to 20 that were cleared to donate or testing for donation. There's a lot that excludes you. So I'm hoping I don't get excluded, but like, cause I was like, what is all of this blood for? Like they test for all these different antigens. They said there's an antigen or some enzyme that women sometimes have after pregnancy. It doesn't do anything to us, but are you plugging your ears? Yeah, he's plugging his ears right now. Yeah, if I have a trace of this, whatever, and he's our he's our he's our leader right here. Blood, 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 stomach can't handle it. Can't handle it. Are you still talking about all that blood stuff? Blood, poop. But yeah, so if any of those enzymes or antigens have a tracing in your blood, you're excluded. Wow. Well, good luck with that. I hope that you, because you want to. I want to. Yeah. I donated a bunch of research too. How many people can you help if you can donate? You know, that's a good question. I've read different things. I've read that you can only help one. Mm-hmm. I've read that one plasma donation can help like three to five. So I don't really know which one mm-hmm. it is, but. And they're Here's using it on like Why? the sickest of the sick. Okay. So I can't just go to donate plasma. You have I mean, you to could have been... for other purposes. Right. But, but for this purpose, which is what we're all dealing with now, you had to have had COVID-19 positive Mm -hmm. and you had to have recovered. Right. And you have to be on that Facebook page as well. Yes. And you have to be a Corona survivor. (laughs) Why? Because if you tested positive and now you've tested negative, so you're recovered, that means you're presumed to have the antibodies. Okay. I asked about that too. I said, is this an antibody test? And they said, well, no, it's not an antibody test, but like any virus, if you swab positive and then you swab negative, if I didn't have antibodies, I'd still be positive. Right. Okay. So, and that's why I said, people well, are now. If I come back positive, <laughs> you still have it. You're still not. 
fully recovered, right? That's what that would mean. Yes, then, then what? Back to my house? That's what right. I do you quarantine yourself for another 14 days? I hope not. I don't know. I'm you know you've already been to work. So, so with that, every, they're now doing all these tests for people who think they might have had it. To, they're doing these antibody tests. And yeah, then, I read that. Which they're doing them at like, there's one at Wegmans. Uh, there's one at Walmart where you can, you can go and get tested, your antibodies <laughs> tested. And then if you had it and recovered, you now can possibly help with the, the plasma thing. So this is the human spirit of it all, man. This is like, this is what we do. This is what makes um, everybody incredible. Like, and what you're doing is incredible. So first of all, you went through this. Me, I'd probably still be, even though I'm, I'm cured, I'd probably, st- I'd milk this thing for another couple of months. I'd be like, oh, I can't move. I would right? definitely, yeah. You're already up, you're doing fitness classes, and you're like, how can I give back? And that's incredible. I just want to give you credit for that, man. That is- that Facebook group. Oh, I love them. They're like my friends around the world. <laughs> That's what we need in our lives. They're positive I've even checked in. They're like, hey, how you feeling? Like, I'm like, there's 7 million of us. No, there's not that many. You know, we started this podcast with the idea of how could we inspire people? And this is it right here. This is exactly what we're talking about here. You're a, you're a, a nurse. You work in the medical profession. You've always had this desire to help people. And here you fell victim of this, recovered from it, and it's just not enough for you. Boom. And, you know, you're an inspiration because, absolutely. you know, this makes me want to go out and just give blood tomorrow. You know, you're inspiring me just to go and just do something, even though I don't know how that can help this situation, but it will help somebody somewhere. And um, I think that's our goal with this podcast. And and every week we we talk about how can we inspire each other. And um, that's incredible. So. Definitely. Paul, you got something to say? No, man, you absolutely nailed it. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that just great. drop the mic, exactly. just drop the mic and the podcast. Thank you, Mayor. Go Have donate a great blood night. Too. <laughs> I'm not donating blood. I feel very inspired, but that ain't happening. No. <laughs> I did that once. One it time it with your teddy bear. I remember I it. I did have my teddy bear. It was oh, bad. It was that's bad. cute. I'm not well, into they, that. I'm not into needles. My I don't teddy know how bear probably have COVID now. They probably do. <laughs> I ordered a blanket on Amazon while I had COVID and I didn't like it. It was the weighted blanket. Yeah. No, it was too heavy. Yeah. I was like, I want to return this. And then I realized I can't return. They were going to let me, they sent me the slip. And then I said, you know what? I emailed them. I said, I have COVID. They were like, oh yeah, you can't return that. Yeah. That's yours to keep actually. Yeah, it was in your bed. (laughs) Keep the COVID. (laughs) All right, man. That was, um, thank you so much for coming on. That was fun. Thanks for having me. And talking. I think, you know, a lot of people are curious. You know, we, we hear all the scary stuff. We see all, all the news and, uh, and all the news is reporting are, is data. It's like right. every time you turn, every politician's up there going, oh, and the numbers and the data and this many new cases and this many deaths. Well, that's not giving us an idea of what this is really doing to people. Data you're, and you're tragedy. A, that's all you hear about. Yeah. Exactly. I had so, to stop looking because every day it was another 20 something or 30 something yeah. that just. And it's sad that, that people are dying from this. It's very sad. And I hope we get a handle on it but there are a lot of people recovering from it right. as well. And it's important to know what the symptoms are and you know, how, how you came across it is interesting. Like, yeah, I just wasn't feeling good. And you know, your signs and symptoms might be somebody listening right now go, wow, you know, that's kind of what, what's going on with me. I should probably go get tested or, or whatever. You know, yeah. you're not hearing a lot of that. They're telling you the signs to look for, but they're more concerned about the social distancing. 
They're more concerned about washing the hands. So concerned. Did you know that Alexa will help you wash your hands? Oh God, really? I don't have Does a she lot count? Say, Alexa, she wash count? my hands. No. She counts in hang, Spanish. Hang on. You guys talk for a second. <laughs> oh boy. What are we going to talk about? This is, um, this is, we don't know what's happening right now. So the people that you hung, watching. so the people you hung out with from February to March, do you think that one of them gave it to you? It could have been somebody that was in the same place at the same time that I didn't know had it. I mean, anybody at a restaurant, anybody right. at right. They had the sim they, they had it, but they didn't show the symptoms. Well, that's you the scariest part. You don't know you have right. it. Your symptoms don't show. So you're spreading it for two weeks before you're sick. Whereas like the flu within the first 12 to 24 hours of getting the flu, you feel like garbage. And they're saying that people that were sick in December, January, probably already had it. Like I, I know one that person that had all the symptoms, right. but she was never diagnosed with it. And that's why I'd be curious once they start these antibody testing to see like how many people already had, are immune to it. Right, right. That, would cha that will change everything. I mean, we could have our concerts back if that happens. It's not happening, but I want don't crush my hopes. I lived through this. I need my concerts. Taste of Syracuse is canceled. I know that makes me sad. I don't go it's anyways. Very sad. But, <laughs> but you know what's not food. sad? Alexa washing your hands. Yes, watch. <laughs> hey Alexa, help me wash my hands. Plump. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Wash your hands, everybody. Everybody, wash your hands. So here's a song. Sing along. Tell germs nope. Grab the soap. Make soap bubbles on the double. Halfway there, give a mean stare to all the germs. Make them squirm. Say goodbye. Don't be shy. Rub a dub. Give a good scrub. Sense of plenty. Now you're at 20. The best part about that might have been. <laughs> that wasn't. Two minutes? Is that two minutes? No, 20, 20 seconds. seconds, man. Yeah. She's in here for two minutes. Yeah, she's supposed to say happy birthday like 20 times, aren't you? Oh, 20 seconds. 20, 20 seconds. seconds is not long enough. Yes, it is. If you do it right, you got to do like this. All and the surfaces. This, this. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Tim, I wish we recorded you doing that because oh, the excitement. It's recorded. It's recorded. This is oh, recorded. Oh, this yeah, is video recorded? That, yes. No, not the video. Right. Just the video is recorded. But the video is recorded. She's six. No, he's not going to post the video. Well, maybe, well, I don't That's know. That's what you think. I don't care. <laughs> that was awesome. faces. So anybody who has an Alexa out there, I'm gonna go have get help one. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a riot. Alexa, been... do I have the COVID? Uh, will she answer that? Want me to try? Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> Alexa, we've derailed. <laughs> this might answer your question. According to Mayo Clinic, cold symptoms vary from person to person. They often include a runny or stuffy nose, uh -oh. throat. Uh oh. And mild body aches. Stop it. Stop it. I already know I got I it. I can't. Now. I can't. I gotta go. <laughs> my nose. Every time I work out, my nose is running. She's still <laughs> talking. She Tell won't stop. stop. Alexa, Alexa shut up. Symptoms are Alexa, knock it off. Oh my gosh. Next week, you'll be dead. We might have to have Alexa do something every week now. Next week's podcast is just Alexa. We'll just have questions for Alexa. <laughs> She'll do the whole podcast. How do you Let's guys even hang Alexa. up? I feel like I could stay here all night. Oh my gosh. This is right what now. happens sometimes. Sometimes yeah. this happens. So I don't know when he's going to like really end it. And then I'm like, oh man, I hope it's not a four hour podcast. And he's like, no. we're going raw. We're just four hour podcast. <laughs> 
We're done. We're done with the podcast. Mayor, thank you so much. Thank Erica, you, Mayor. thanks for being on with us. Thank you, Paul. Mayor. I'm glad you're better. We're getting better. Yes. It's nice um, to see you. It's great seeing Remember? all you guys. Yeah. Miss you guys. Miss Paul, you. take it away, man. Miss you guys. That was fun, definitely. Um, so again, especially during these times, guys, we should at least now see all the things that we take for granted, right? Um, even the little things of just being able to go out and hang out with our friends. Uh, you know, we on this podcast the same every week. Just a friendly reminder that you just never know. And this is living proof of that. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So enjoy every single day. Live today like it's your last day here and have fun and uh, love hard. Yes, man. Uh, you guys have a great week. Live well. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.